Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by former Cardinals broadcaster from 95 up to 2001, Bob Carpenter here on Ribs and BK. Bob, how are you doing today? Doing well, gentlemen. Good to be on with you. Absolutely. Good to have you today. So, first of all, have you, did you watch Long Gone Summer last night? And if so, what was your impression compared to what you were able to watch firsthand back in the 98 season? Well, I thought they did a good job of capturing the way that Mark and Sammy uh, sort of captured St. Louis and Chicago. You know, I, I know they had to delve into the Andrew and all the other stuff at the end and you know that's that's a part of I guess being journalistically sound with a uh, you know with a documentary like that. But I, I thought they did a good job on behalf of both cities. I was pleased that maybe the national audience got to know a little bit more about the Cardinal Cup rivalry than they did. You know, because people in New York, it's all about Yankees, Red Sox, and Yankees, Mets, and all that sort of thing. But um, you know, I, I thought they did a good job with it. I. Um, I, I was. It was really interesting. Some of the people they interviewed. I thought Tim Fernaris, you know, from the ground crew, who came up with Homer number sixty-two, was a nice touch to the whole thing. Because, you know, uh, all the speculation was who's going to catch the ball, how much it's going to cost Mark McGuire or the Cardinals or somebody to get that ball back, and then a guy from the ground crew gets it uh, behind the left field wall down there by where the old batting cages were. So, uh, you know, I thought they did a good job. Bob, it's Dan McLaughlin. Good to hear your voice. How you doing? Hey, Danny. How you doing, buddy? Good. How big's your uh, World Series ring? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't have it yet. Um, I don't know if we're getting the one, the ones the players are getting. Now, my only previous World Series ring is Cardinals 04 that says National League champions, not world champions, because obviously the Red Sox did a number on the cards in the uh, in the series. But that was the player's ring that we got back then. It's my understanding that the ring the players are getting in D.C., these things are like 50 to 60 grand or something like that. I, I just heard that. I don't think we're getting those. Uh, I, now, now, you've got more experience than I do. Uh, are the Cardinals still giving broadcasters the same rings the players get? Oh, yeah, because we did so much to earn those. <laughs> you know yeah, that, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Well, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I know that it may be en route because I got a message from the ball club last week asking, do you want it sent to your house? Is there a P.O. box where it might be more secure? 
so uh, I, Dan, I guess it's on the way, and I'll awesome. know it when I see it. That's awesome. Um, I, I was intrigued by the documentary. We we both were around in, in 98 watching that. Um, I, I found it interesting, and I've been asked a lot about it, how Mark handled uh, 1998. He didn't want the attention, did he, Bob? I mean, he was more of a team guy, but I, I thought he knew what he was getting into in 98, and, and that's what I took away from it. He knew that 98, the focus was, was going to be on him, and I, I thought he handled it as well as he could. I thought he, I thought he absolutely did too. You know, and they made, they made a great point about Roger Maris in New York. Roger said when he came to St. Louis in 67 and 68, it was the two happiest years of his big league career after everything he went to in New York. Cause you know, nobody wanted him to break Babe Ruth's record. Nobody. They wanted Mickey Mantle to do it, not Roger Maris. And Mickey never was able to do that. So, you know, for Mark to go through it and handle it like he did, I mean, you know what it was like. We were on the road. They're sneaking him into hotels through the kitchen, taking him up to his room in the freight elevator. You know, fans are in the lobby. They're out on the sidewalk. It, it was, you know, I told people it was like traveling with Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney. It was just, you know, it was just absolutely crazy. So I think Mark did a great job of handling it. I think he had the right kind of personality to handle it because obviously a very competitive guy. I kind of loved it last night when you said there's no way I was going to let Sammy pass me, you know, once, once voltage for past 61, you know, a tribute to his uh, competitive nature. But, um, you know, I thought Mark did a great job of handling it. I remember a situation going into the last weekend of the season, you know, we were doing the games on channel 11 and uh, Bill Lannessy, who was, uh, uh, maybe it wasn't Bill at that time. It might have still been Max Lummis and Ted Toppler. They came to me, and they wanted Mark, because we were the rights holder, to do a sit-down interview. And Mark turned me down like three times. And then finally, on the Thursday before the last weekend, I said, Mark, they're, they're telling me i got to ask you one more time, okay? So I'm asking you, I'm covering my rear end here. He said, when's it going to air? I said, they told me it's going to air Sunday night after the last game of the season. He said, you you can promise me it will not air until the last game is over. I said, that's what they told me. He said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And we sat in the Camwex studio outside the Cardinal Clubhouse at Old Bush Stadium and did about a 20-minute sit-down interview. And he was absolutely fantastic. And Dan talked about a lot of the things that you brought up what he had to go through. He talked about his dad, who had polio when he was a young man and couldn't play sports, and what it meant to be able to present this to his father. Uh, it was it was really neat. And that's probably as close as I came to a real inside moment with Mark spending those 20 minutes with him in that studio. Talking with former Cardinals broadcaster Bob Carpenter here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Bob, one thing that struck me last night, I was very young at the time. I was five, six years old in 98 whenever this was all taking place. And so I, I didn't have a grasp of the gravity of what was taking place in baseball. But this was a story that wasn't just big in St. Louis or in Chicago. It was both nationwide and globally a massive storyline. Do you feel like baseball has the capability of having those kinds of stories today that it had in 98? Well, it depends. I mean, uh, if somebody gets up around, you know, 55 home runs, uh, you know, by the 1st of September, or if, if somebody's got a Don Drysdale, Bob Gibson 
Oral Hershiser 50 or 60 inning scoreless streak going. You know, maybe those are the kind of things, or maybe a long hitting streak. I think Pete Rose made it to 44 games one time, indicating how tough it was, what Joe DiMaggio did with 56. I, I think baseball is interesting, and it's a really good question you bring up. Baseball is interesting in that respect, in that it's a team sport, and it's all about winning. Because I remember in 98, it bugged the heck out of me that the Cubs were going to the playoffs and the Cardinals weren't, <laughs> you know. But we had Big Mac and they had Sammy. But, you know, I'm, I'm usually all about the team thing. But baseball, because it is such a numbers game, and I thought Mike Bush said something interesting last night. He said, ask anybody who the all-time NFL receiver is. They might give you the name, but they don't know how many catches he had or how many yards unless you're a diehard football fan. But everybody knows 714 for the babe. Everybody knows the numbers for Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds, you know. And uh, so, you know, it's a sport where the individual moment is there when that particular hitter steps into the box and faces that particular pitcher. Anything can happen because if you think about the size of the baseball and the size of the baseball field or the stadium, there's a million and a half different places that ball could go. So I think that's one of the really intriguing things about baseball and the numbers that come along with the game. Bob, I, I know how much you love this game. I love this game. You grew up as an usher at the ballpark. You, you called the game for a long, long time. You'll continue to do so. Uh, I, I'm concerned about the game right now and, and how much it's getting beat up. Um, how concerned are you right now? Yeah, I'm concerned. Uh, first of all, there's not going to be a season. And my second concern is if there is, if there is a season, and we play like 48 or 50 games? I mean, what is that? <laughs> you know, we, we might as well put everybody in Orlando like, uh, you know, like soccer or NBA is and have a big tournament. I don't, I don't know. You know, uh, baseball is obviously a different game because soccer's over in two hours. Basketball's over in two and a half hours unless you have overtime. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a legitimate question, Dan. And um, it, it's... You know, there will always be the fans that stick with baseball no matter what. And I think a large percentage of St. Louis fans, you know, once the Cardinals are back on the field and they're playing for a week or two or a month or two, hey, forgive and forget. We grew up with this sport. We grew up with this team. You know, we love being at the ballpark, you know. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be Joe Cardinal fan or Mary Cardinal fan. That's fine. I, I think where it hurts is in some different areas around the country, and I think another place where it, where it hurts, uh, Dan, is with some of the younger fans. Absolutely. Because let's let's face it, kids don't have the same interests we had when I grew up on South King Highway by Tower Grove Park. We played ball morning, noon, and night, and we only stopped when mom got mad and called us in for dinner. And, uh, you know, otherwise we're on the playground, we're across the street in the park. Kids don't do that anymore. They don't really play baseball unless they got uniforms on and it's organized. So I think we run a tremendous risk of losing even more young fans. Bob, thanks for all the rides back to the hotel, too. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just trying to keep you and Ricky Horton and Mike Claiborne off the streets of Washington, D.C. You know, it's interesting, Dan, you bring that up because it all started with Tommy Hutton and Rich Waltz of the Marlins back in 06. They weren't made to feel real welcome on the team bus by the then manager. Oh, okay. Uh, and and so they they said, hey, 
can we get a ride back to the hotel? <laughs> and it just, it, that's where it kind of started. And uh, so it, I tell you what, Dan, I've had you guys, all the Cardinal guys in my car. I've had Jack Morris, Oral Hershiser, you know, uh, all these great Hall of Famers. It's been, a, it's been a great thing over the years. And you know this, you and I and our buddies, we can have conversations in the car about baseball and the people involved in baseball that we cannot have anywhere else. <laughs> That's where the real stories are, believe me. <laughs> Thanks. And believe me, I, I, I've never recorded one of them. There's no hidden archives. <laughs> well, if you anybody did, needs to be concerned about anyone. That's the ultimate blackmail. So I, hopefully you didn't. So thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. Although we did get in a car wreck one night. Remember when we oh, got rear-ended? I, I do remember that. You, you I do guys remember were in that. my car. My daughter was in the car. That was not a fun night. <laughs> I do remember that. Hey, Bob, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll, we'll catch up soon. And hopefully it's sooner than later. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. And, hey, maybe Cardinals Nationals in the playoffs again. I love it, man. Thanks Fingers so much. Crossed. Fingers crossed. It's Bob Carpenter, right. former Cardinals broadcaster from 95 to 01, now the TV play-by-play announcer for the Washington Nationals. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.